Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Biker Chick Chat. I'm your host, Biker Bethany, and I'm on a mission to find female riders from all over the planet to find out their stories of how they got into the motorcycle world. And on today's episode, I'm going to be joined by Sherry Peanut from Michigan. She shares her super inspiring stories of going through a really tough time having a divorce, but turning it into doing the things she'd always wanted to do, like riding a Harley Davidson. She now also teaches people how to ride Harley Davidsons over an intensive weekend course, which is absolutely amazing. Anyway, that's enough from me. Let's get straight into it. Hey, Sherry. Hi, Beth. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. We finally have sunshine here in Michigan. Oh, my God. Oh, Thanks for asking. My Siri just now thought we were talking to <laughs> And that always happens. <laughs> God's sake. Damn phone listening to me. <laughs> um, anyway, so you've got sunshine at the moment. Yeah, it's been like literally 45 days without sunshine. So it's really nice to see it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Same here, actually. It's it's not been too good, the weather. But yeah, I'm looking forward to some sun, summer riding. And uh, I, I saw online, actually, that you do coaching for Harley riders. Is that right? I do. Yeah, I love it. So in the summertime, obviously, when it's not snowy, I am a rider coach at my local Harley dealership. And it's such a great experience. And um, just being a female for women who are wanting to ride, just seeing a, a friendly female face is really, I think, encouraging for them. I remember when I went to my class and it was just guys, which I grew up with brothers, like I'm comfortable around men, but it's it's just nice to have other ladies in the industry and with ladies welcoming you and and just to be there. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. I mean, you know, it's kind of the point of me starting this podcast, really. I wanted to spread the word and to show women that, you know, if you do want to ride, you can do it. And, you know, if you do want a Harley Davidson, you can ride a Harley Davidson, you know. And uh, so I really respect you for doing that and uh, and literally being an example in the flesh, because, again, so much different, isn't it? It really is. And I'm I'm really short. And so I think a lot of women are oftentimes discouraged because they think they're too small or they can't ride a Harley or whatever just because they're bigger bikes in general. But like I'm five foot two on a good day. You can do it. The bikes, you'll learn. Um, they're not too big. They're not too heavy. I've ridden a bagger. I, I ride my street bob regularly. And yeah, it's just you can do it. Ladies can do it. And just being an, uh, an encouraging voice in the community is is what I want to do. 
Yeah, that's awesome. I, I'm actually the same height as you. I'm 5'2", like borderline 5'3", but yeah, I'm really short as well. So <laughs> I have a pair of Doc Martens that I wear. They're three-inch platforms, so I have a little bit of height when I'm at stoplights and stuff, but it's definitely can be a challenge, but I like a good challenge. Yeah, that's a, it's a good idea, actually. I um. I also got round to buying some shoes that did have a bit of a, a heel and a platform on them to help with that kind of thing as well. Um, it definitely does help a little bit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So how long have you been riding for? Um, I think this is my fifth year. I lose track because I just, I am out there having fun, but I think this is year five and this will be, um, this summer will be my third year of coaching. So it's not, I'm not necessarily, I haven't been around riding a lot, but I do get a lot of miles in. I try to um, get as many miles in in the summertime, summertime as I can. But um, yeah, it's, I uh, started out as a rider coach as also a, a new rider. So that's been fun to just encourage people as well. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So how did you actually get into that side of it? Into a rider coach? Yeah. Or just riding in general? Um, well, both. Start with uh, the rider coach first. Yeah, so I I took the class. So when I decided I wanted to ride a motorcycle, I was like, I want to ride a Harley. And also, I need to know literally everything there is to know about riding, especially just to keep myself safe and keep other people around me safe. So I was like, this is something that I need to do. I've never done this before. I've never really ridden a motorcycle and um, I need to know everything. So I signed up for my uh, for the Harley course at my local dealership, and I took the course. And um, at the end of it, they were like, you know what? We can teach skill, but we can't teach personality. And we think you have a great personality to be able to teach. And we want to invite you to come back and and take the course to become a rider coach and come back and teach here. And I was like, hell yeah, that sounds like so much fun. Um, and so that's how I got into being a rider coach. It's exhausting, <laughs> but I love it so much. That's so cool. I mean, I'd love to get into doing that a bit more of that side of it and trying to actually like help people and show them how to ride. I guess it's one of those things, isn't it? When you've been doing it for, well, I guess once you get used to it, it's like driving, isn't it? You just go, go into autopilot and you just do it. So to try and think like, oh yeah, this is what I'm actually doing. That must be kind of hard to explain in a way. It can be hard for sure. So I think like coming in as a fresh rider was definitely um, a, a benefit uh, because I had I had it still fresh in my brain. Okay, these are the things that I need to do. This is what I need to do. Instead of just being like, you just do it, you know, um, like trying to explain someone how to ride a bike, like you just hop on and do it. But um, yeah, it's uh, an intense, it's an intense weekend. And to be able to do it is amazing, but also challenging. Yeah, sure. So is it um is the the course that you do the day that you're teaching is it to like the first time people start riding to like show them this is literally how you do it before they take full lessons or are you actually like giving them lessons we start from the beginning so the way that the course is set up is assuming that the person sitting on a motorcycle has never touched a motorcycle in their entire life um so we start from the basics we start with 
the basic clutch control and I mean, starting out with just like naming the parts of the motorcycle. And then from that, learning how to get the feel of a motorcycle rocking back and forth. So we're literally just rocking it in place back and forth and then getting the feel for the clutch and getting a feel for clutch control and um, getting that down, I think is the most important part of of learning how to ride a motorcycle. As soon as you feel the clutch engage, like you know that you can go. So like we spend a lot of time on that. And then just working our way up through basic skills, um, basic maneuvering skills, learning um, how to stop properly, using both brakes, um, quick stops, learning that, you know, if you're in a curve, you need to straighten up your bike before you before you stop because if your handlebars are turned, you're gonna drop your bike. We learn, we teach everything from never being on a motorcycle to being road ready. And so it's a really intense course and it's um, two and a half days long. So it's a Friday evening, all day Saturday and all day Sunday. So by the end of Sunday, ideally, um, everyone passes their on the bike exam as well as a written exam and then they're ready to go. Wow, that is like really short amount of time isn't it from so you can literally go from never sitting on a bike before and then like two and a half days later you can take your test and be on the road yeah it's insane and we actually work with um our local secretary of state or department of motor vehicles and um we're like able to let like we give people a card so they don't even have to go back in and take a a test through the government. They actually leave the course with a certificate that they can just take in and get that added to their driver's license. So that's really nice is that people leave already having taken those tests and ready to go. Yeah, that's awesome. That is actually so cool. And, you know, I would actually love to take some more like advanced courses now. I've sort of got to a point where I feel like I've almost slipped into some bad habits. And I think you can always improve on your skills, can't you? Um, And yeah, I want to get into riding some bigger bikes as well. So something like even taking like your course, like to to go back through the basics again, I guess anyone can hop on and do it, can't they? Yeah, I've actually thought about taking an advanced rider course as well. Like I wouldn't say I've mastered basic riding skills by any means because there's always room for improvement. There's always things that I'm noticing that I might have picked up as bad habits along the way. And so like through teaching, through coaching, I'm able to like recognize those. Um, But I definitely want to take a more advanced course just to up my skill um, level. I know quite a few people who have done it and they definitely recommend them. And there's also a police bike course that they do um, in the United States. And they like give you a police bike, which is like fully dressed bagger. um, And you just start out from the beginning and it's a week long, every single day, like all day long intensive course. And I'm really interested in doing that too, but I'm like low key terrified. I totally would be as well. Like I've seen that online when they're going around all the really tight cones and just throwing that bagger around. Like it is mental to see it like that. And uh, yeah, the thought of me doing that frightens the life out of me as well. But I would love to get to a point that I could do that. That would be so cool. Yeah, for sure. I just like have mad respect for people who can do that, especially with they're not, they're not going very fast. Those low speed tight maneuvering skills are just like entrusting yourself and your bike enough to know what you're doing is just like, that's goals right there for sure. 
Yeah, 100%. I mean, I guess that is the thing, isn't it? With riding and being confident, something I think I've learned the most is is getting to know the weight of your bike and how to actually like throw it around and maneuver it and to feel like, you know, the most confident on it. You kind of have to test the line, don't you, to know what it feels like and and how to control it, I guess. Yeah, for sure. And I think definitely one of the the best things that you can do to get used to your bike is just ride it. Um, I remember when I first got um, my first bike that I ever bought was the exact bike that I trained on because I was like, I'm comfortable with that bike. I know that bike. I didn't have any friends to ride with. I was just out riding by myself and just like learning the way a motorcycle moves with you while you're riding um, is super important. And so learning that on roads that I was comfortable with was something that I really did too. I didn't go a lot of places that I didn't know the area just because I was like, what if I'm going too fast and I enter a curve, you know, there's always like that safety conscious voice in my head that I'm always listening to when I'm riding, which sometimes hinders me, but sometimes helps me. Um, but just, just getting out and riding, getting those miles and learning the feel of your bike and learning how it responds and moves to different situations and different road conditions is so important. Yeah, 100%. I totally agree with you on that. Like I recently learned that in America, you can jump on a Harley at the age that you can do your test, can't you? You don't have to wait for an age. Whereas here in the UK, to get on, I think it's above... I can't remember if it's a 450 or 650, but it's basically if you want to get on a Harley, you need to be 24 years old before you can actually take your full test. Wow, that's crazy. And even when, yeah, that's so like, you know, go ahead. (laughs) No, 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 go on, hon, you go for it. When I, um, I've had 16 year olds come through my class that just got their driver's license and they're in my class to try to learn and they want a Harley. So like, that's insane to me that, that you have to wait until you're 24. But I mean, I understand it for sure, but also like totally different here in the U (laughs) S. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's why I waited until I was, um, I think I was 25 actually when I took my test because I only ever wanted a Harley. I didn't want to ride anything else. I just didn't have the interest for it. So I waited until I was that age, until I'd done my test. Um, You can like put restrictions on bikes and stuff like that to make it what they call A2 compliant, which is to be within the right age for it. Um, But it just, you know, it's a bit of effort to go through all that and you've not got the power there, of course. So, yeah, I just I had to wait, which I think most people do just tend to wait. Um, But I find it crazy that, yeah, a 16 year old can (laughs) just jump on a Harley straight away. It's mad. Yeah, that's uh, I never even thought about that, like just from a safety standpoint of maybe starting out a little bit, you know, when you're with a smaller engine or, you know, waiting until you're a little bit older. I always wanted a Harley as well. And so that's what I started out with, but I didn't start riding until I was um, 30. Yeah. I mean, and also, so for me, I learned on, I think it was a Kawasaki or something like that. So I'd only ever ridden this Kawasaki and then I passed my test and I went from that onto my, sportster and I was like what is this how do I ride this (laughs) so So different 
we train with the smallest Harley that Harley makes, but it's still comparatively a really big bike. It's a street 500. Um, it's definitely made for city driving. It's not made for highway. Uh, it's a small Harley, but again, it's still a Harley. And so it's definitely a bigger bike. Um, so I'm sure switching from a smaller Kawasaki to a Harley was <laughs> quite the switch. Yeah, for sure. It just, you ride it so differently, don't you? That's the thing. And that's why I think it is actually really important for these these courses and classes to go on after you've passed your test because each bike is so different. And like, really, I think it would be super beneficial for someone jumping on a Harley for the first time to go and take a course for someone to just explain to you like, hey, do you know what? This is actually going to be quite different to what you're used to and different like tips and, you know, all stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. I definitely... Every single bike is different. Every brand of bike is different, and especially the heavier ones are different. So, yeah, it's uh, beneficial for sure. So what got you into motorbikes in the first place if you waited until you were 30? I always wanted to ride. I always thought it was cool. My brother um, actually has had a Honda Honda Shadow 750 that's in my garage right now. Um, And... I, he always, it was cool, right? Like it always looked like so much fun. I never saw anyone riding a motorcycle that looked miserable in life. And so I was like, that looks like so much fun. That looks so free. And I want that. And um, I was married for almost 11 years. And while I was married, I was always like, I want to ride a motorcycle. I want to ride a Harley. I want to do this. And it was always, we had a small daughter and it, it was always, um, no, I don't want to say he told me I couldn't do it, but uh, it wasn't encouraged. And so um, through life, uh, we actually ended up getting divorced. And basically the the very next day, I did two things. I bought tickets to the music festival I'd always wanted to go to. And I signed up to take the um, new rider course at Harley. And I was like, I'm going to do this. Like, this is something that I want to do. And if I don't do it now, I'm never going to. And so that's how I got into it. I just, it looked like fun and I wanted that. And the moment I sat on that seat for my rider course, I was like, yep, this is where I belong. And this is, this is freedom. And this is what it feels like. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Do you know what? Good for you for getting out there and, and just doing it. I guess we all go through different life situations. And like for me, I knew I always wanted to ride, but it was actually out the back of COVID. It was after one of our first lockdowns that we had in the UK and, you know, everyone was a bit miserable, like, oh, life, you know, has come to a standstill. And I was like, do you know what? I'm going to do my bike test. As soon as I can do it, I'm getting out there and doing it. So it's funny. Sometimes it takes something kind of bad or whatever to happen to then transpire into something really good. I love that you took, you know, COVID and everything of being like, nah, I've wanted to do this. And so I'm going to the moment that I can. I think that's awesome. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. (laughs) So what are you riding at the moment? Um, I have a 2021, obviously, Harley Street Bob. It's a soft tail. And I love it. It is fast and probably too fast, but I love it anyway. Um, Yeah, it has the 114 in it. So it's a pretty big engine. And I I went from a a 500, a Street 500 to the 114. Um, and it's been amazing. It's such a great bike. It handles so well. And I have nothing but great things to say about it. I love that bike. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So what mods have you done to it then? 
Um, so far, it's really just little things here and there. I think the mods that I definitely want to do are more expensive. And so like saving up my money to do them properly has been important. But I added um, a Memphis Shades windshield and fairing and um, I'll be adding a Rogue Rider headlight to it. So it's a little bit brighter. Um, it's just sissy bar. And then I have um, slip ons on it right now until I can upgrade it a little bit more. It was just too quiet. You can't have a quiet oh, nice. Harley. <laughs> Absolutely not. That is the number one thing that a Harley has to be, and that's loud. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I still think it needs to be a little bit louder, but we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I'm the opposite. I think my sportsters are actually almost a little bit too loud. <laughs> People don't like riding with you because they're like going deaf in one ear. <laughs> Yeah, exactly that. Like, I've I've been on like the uh, intercom with my boyfriend, and like we won't even be talking. He'll just can hear my bike going like in the background. <laughs> That's so funny. But anyway, yeah, I love it. So, what's like some trips and stuff that you've done on it? I see that you've you've got a few miles in. Yeah, I'm really pretty lame. <laughs> I really want to learn how to like to to do stunts and stuff but um mostly I just ride I ride distance did you say trips or tricks <laughs> I say did say trips <laughs> <laughs> I don't expect you to be doing stunts <laughs> that would be so cool though wow I know well me too I can't do any tricks either but that would be awesome <laughs> that's so funny I'm so embarrassed right now <laughs> <laughs> don't be silly <laughs> tell um, me about any trips that you've done <laughs> yeah last year um my boyfriend and I did about 1500 miles um we live in Michigan and so we we rode up the coast of Lake Michigan across the Mackinac Bridge and up into the Upper Peninsula and then over into Wisconsin and down into Minnesota where we stayed for a few nights and just relaxed and hung out and then we hopped back on the bikes went down to Milwaukee and hit up the Harley Museum really quick and then hopped on the ferry and took the ferry back to Michigan. And <laughs> that was my longest trip so far. And it was amazing. I loved every minute of it. Um, I got back and I was like, that wasn't long enough. We need to do more. Um, yeah, so that was yeah. definitely my longest trip. And then just like local, like typically in the Michigan, Indiana, Ohio area is where I stick to. I would love to go um, further south, I might be riding to Oklahoma this spring, um, but we'll see how the weather is uh, when it comes time for that. But I definitely, I definitely want to do more longer trips. Um, I just learned so much about myself and about my bike in that trip alone that like my confidence as a rider just skyrocketed. Yeah, I, do you know what? I totally know what you mean. It was the same for me, the first trip that I'd done. I mean, I ended up not doing it on my own bike, actually. I'd done it on the new Nightster in the summer. But I think there's something just about riding every single day, like all day, you do learn so much and like new terrains are being thrown at you and you don't know where you're going it's just all new and you've got to be so like concentrating and and 
by the end of it, you just sort of start feeling the bike, don't you? You feel like you become one with the bike. You don't have to think about what you're doing. And that's such a cool feeling. Yeah, for sure. I think that um, at the end of that trip, that's when I recognized and realized like, okay, like I'm comfortable this bike, like you, like you said, you do become one with the bike. It becomes an extension of you. And I think it's such a beautiful feeling to have, and you don't get it in many other mediums. And so having a a motorcycle to be able to do that with is so amazing. Yeah, 100%. So what's one of your most happiest and cherished moments you've had on a bike? Oh, that's such a hard question. Um, I'm very much like a a senses person. So like the feeling that I get when I'm riding and just feeling the wind blow across my skin and getting the smells of whatever it is I'm around, um, the pine trees or the breeze coming off the lake or, I mean, even roadkill and just being like, oh, you know, it's just such a, a great reminder and um, of how alive we are. You get to feel those things. You get to experience those things. And there's really nothing else like it out there. Yeah, I totally know what you mean. It's um, when you're fully out in the elements like that. And like you say, you, you've got the smells and you, you're really like in the elements. It does make you see things completely different. Yeah, and it's... it's uh it's so freeing. It's so freeing to be so exposed and to be able to feel all of that at one time that I think that's why people get hooked. I think that's why people like to ride. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. So what about the other end of the spectrum then? What's like one of your most scariest or dangerous moments you've had on two wheels? Um, it was also on my really long trip. Um, We got to the upper part of Michigan and they were doing road construction. And, you know, as soon as you start seeing those orange cones, I'm like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? And um, they had torn up the pavement and there was like a pretty big dip between the pavement we were on and the pavement we needed to be on. And Mm. I remember like going off the pavement, pavement was fine, but like getting back on and just remembering like, okay, when I was a when I was a kid on a bicycle, like. I've rubbed my tire and I fell over. And so just like, I was freaking out. I was like on my my intercom with my boyfriend. I was like, I don't know what to do. I was like, I don't know how to get off this pavement. He's like, babe, you got to get over. Like the road, you're run, You're going to run into cars. You need to like get over. And I was like, I don't know how to do it. And he's like, you just got to do it. And so that's what you do. Like, you know, you just, you just do it and kind of hope for the best. And that's what happened. But I remember that was the <laughs> first time that I felt so scared that I was like, about to cry. I think there were tears welling up in my eyes and I was like, no, you're a badass bitch. You got this. And so just like, I'm still not comfortable <laughs> with it. I still don't like that feeling, but knowing I've done it, I've done it and it's okay. <laughs> um, that was the worst. That was probably the worst uh, moment that I had riding my motorcycle, which comparatively is, is good. I mean, it could have, there, I could have had, you know, way worse moments, but that was, forever ingrained in my brain where I was like I don't know how I'm gonna do this (laughs) but I did it (laughs) oh oh I totally know that feeling I've been through exactly the same situation of like uh when I was on my trip actually 
we were riding along and it was nice flat tarmac and then all of a sudden the road surface changed into tarmac that they were redoing so it was all loads of little stones everywhere and it's quite skiddy and slidey that sort of um stone and because we were traveling at you know a reasonable speed because the tarmac before was fine and then we just hit this this like stones i was like oh my god like freaking out and like you say you like you almost well up a little bit because you panic and you're like i don't know how to ride it on this terrain but you just do it and it ends up being fine <laughs> yeah there's like definitely certain things that no amount of training can prepare you for and that's definitely one of them is that like you're going to face different kinds of um, like changes in your environment while you're riding and just knowing like you just have to adapt. You have to look at the situation and figure out like, how am I going to do this? And like, how am I going to stay safe doing this? Which is another great thing about riding is you're constantly thinking and constantly problem solving as you're going down the road. Yeah, that's so true. It is like that. And that is definitely amplified when you're on a trip, isn't it? When you're in new new terrain, new new places that you don't know, because like the road surface can change so much, you know, and I, I feel like I don't know if maybe it's different in the States. Each state is probably similar with tarmac and stuff. But like in Europe, for example, even just the tarmac feels different from, you know, England into France into into Spain like it all it's all different and different weather and it you have to ride according to so it definitely makes you a better rider just getting out there and experiencing as much as you can yeah I think in that way trips are very valuable because you do come across a bunch of different scenarios and situations that you wouldn't normally come across in your like neighborhood around where you live and everything yeah, that's so true. So have you found a whole new like friends and family community through your Harley? I have. Yeah, I definitely started out not knowing anybody who rode a motorcycle. And I was like, I'm going to do this. Maybe I'll meet people. Maybe I won't. And it's insane. The amount of, of friends and people I've met. I met my boyfriend through motorcycling and um, I have a really solid group of girls around here that ride together. We ride with um, the Lita's West Michigan, but also are part of Renegade Babes. Um, and it's just such great human beings in this area with good hearts and want to ride. And it's no drama. It's just have fun, ride motorcycles, get to know each other. And um, you you can't get that in a lot of places. Um so I really, I cherish that so much that we have this thing that we have in common and it's such a strong bond that I, it's all, I owe it all to the motorcycle community. Honestly, it's been great. Yeah, that's awesome. I just, Harleys in particular, it does seem like they bring people together in a different way. I mean, I know other like bikes and stuff people still connect and things but there's something just about that Harley community that everyone just is so like welcoming and like super friendly and I find it funny because it can come with this uh, outer shell of you know heart people that ride Harleys and maybe a certain way or something when of course that is not the case at all it's like the complete opposite <laughs> yeah and I find that a lot of a lot of Harley riders are always willing to help out fellow Harley riders. And so like just having that ability to just reach out to people and be like, Hey, like I'm new to this or I need help with this. 
you know, how can you help me? And people are always, for the most part, really willing to help you out with whatever you need or give you advice. And I really appreciate that so much. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. So what's like your dream bike then? What's like your ultimate bike if you could have any Harley? I want a bagger so bad. I want a big bagger. I love my street bob and I will probably always keep that bike. But um, my uh, my boyfriend has a street glide and he had a bunch of work done to it last last winter. And when he got it back, he let me ride it. And I just like fell in love. And I was like, ah, I just need a big bagger. I don't know why, (laughs) but that's, I don't have one in specific that I want. Um, I'm sure once I start riding more, I'll be like, nope, this is the one. Cause that's kind of your bike picks you kind of a thing. But yeah, my dream bike is a bagger. (laughs) Yeah, that's cool. I totally get that. Like, I think as well, just for it to be, I guess like because like us and our height being definitely more on like the petite side and then getting on like the ultimate Harley Davidson, like the biggest one you can get, that is just like, yeah, it's just like an achievement, isn't it? Some It's like a bucket list thing. It's just like, that would feel so good. It really is. And people will be people like I look at other small girls on bikes and I'm like, oh, you're so badass. Like I... I respect you so much that you can handle that big of a bike, if you will. Like, it's just so cool to me. (laughs) Yeah, me too. I totally agree. So I want to move on to some other random questions, which will tie into the next part of what we're going to do. So I need to know, what's your favorite food, dream destination, and favorite car, if you have one? Okay. Um, my favorite food, I love tacos. I am a whore for tacos. I will eat tacos every single day of the week. <laughs> so definitely tacos, all shapes and flavors and sizes and everything. So my dream food is tacos. Okay. Um, my dream destination. Um, that's a hard one for me. I lived in Indonesia when I was in high school. So I've traveled um, some of the world. I've never been to Europe. So I think probably Europe Um the Czech Republic, Prague has always been on my list. It's so beautiful. Um, but I'd also go to Finland. I'm My ancestors come from Norway, so I would love to go to Norway. Um, yeah, my dream car is a Volkswagen camper van. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, that would be so awesome, wouldn't it, to get, just jump in a camper and I've spoken about that with my partner before, how cool it would be to if you had somewhere big enough for your bikes to go as well, where you could actually like cover a bit more ground and set up somewhere and then go for a ride. And that would be so good, wouldn't it? Yeah, for sure. The I want like an old school, vintage, slow Volkswagen bus. <laughs> Complete opposite of my bike. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Okay, so now we're going to have a game of Would You Rather. Okay. So your the glide is going to be at stake in all this, the bagger. Okay. So would you rather have a bagger? You can be given one to ride as you please, but never eat tacos again. Or you can eat tacos every day and never be able to ride a bagger. I would give up tacos in a heartbeat. I'll find another food <laughs> that I like. That's- <laughs> okay fair enough so what about Europe then if we said Europe as a whole 
you could come here, ride here, live here, whatever, but never be able to have the bagger. Or you can have your bagger, but never be allowed to come to Europe. I I couldn't do that. I'm always going to pick traveling. I It's okay. I'll just keep modding my street bob. <laughs> I'm going to pick those <laughs> yeah. <up. laughs> Okay. I guess you can ride your street bob here. You can literally ride anything else in Europe. So that's fair enough. So what about the Volkswagen then? Here's, <laughs> so if I said, here's, here's a bagger and here's the Volkswagen, which, which would you take home? I'm going to pick the bagger. The Volkswagen's going to come with a whole bunch of problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is true with like the older ones as well especially I bet they yeah they've got some <laughs> problems the top of that is like 55 miles an hour it's okay I'll survive without the Volkswagen <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so funny so um, I wanted to show you a picture actually it's something that I found on your Instagram okay. and I wanted you to explain what was going on here okay um there was there was two actually that I loved. I'm gonna go for this one because this is so cool. It's a video actually. Okay. Can you see that? <laughs> yeah, it's me and Sarge, <laughs> my dog. Oh, so cute. Can you explain to everyone what's going on there and everything? Yeah, so um I bought a puppy last January, uh February, sometime in there. And he's small and I've seen other people ride with their dogs. And I was like, now nah, this is going to be a bike dog. I'm going to take this dog on trips. He's going to love riding. And he does. Um, yeah, that was one of his first trips, I think, or times on the bike. We didn't go very far just because he hadn't been on before and I didn't know how he'd handle it. And he loves it. Um, I've since switched to a backpack instead of that front carrier just because he's bigger now. But he's my road dog. <laughs> Oh, that is awesome. I would so love to be able to take my dog on my bike, but he would not do it. He would just be trying to jump off all the time and <laughs> it wouldn't work out for the best. So, but I love it. Anytime I see a dog on a bike, I'm like, oh, so cute. His new little backpack carrier, he'll like rest his head on my shoulder and he, he'll fall asleep with his head like nestled in my neck. It's so cute. Oh, bless. And then so you just put those little like doggles on him and he's just good to go. Yeah, it was like, you know, eye protection. We need to keep make sure his eyes are protected, um, especially from debris and stuff. And so, yeah, he was unsure about the doggles at, for, at first for sure. But he knows now that when I put them on him, he's he's going on the on the motorcycle. Yeah. I Oh, yeah. I, I guess I didn't think of it like that. It's the same as, you know, if you get the lead out or their harness or collar or whatever, they know they're going to go on a walk. So I guess now you show him the doggles and he's like, yeah, bike ride, let's go. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, that is so cool. So just to wrap things up then, if you could go uh, back in time to when you first started riding, what advice would you give yourself? Take the trip do the ride. Don't be scared by the distance. You can always stop if you need to. Um, that's, that's my biggest tip to myself. I think I held my, myself back for so long because I was nervous because I, it was unknown and I didn't, I didn't know what it was going to be like, or, you know, if I got somewhere and I was tired and I didn't quite make it to my destination or my stop point for the day. Um, 
don't let that hold you back. There's so much to experience and so much to see to just take the trip and do the thing. Yeah, that's cool. Like, so do you wish that you took trips sort of earlier on then in your riding experiences? I do. Um, my bike was a little bit different and didn't quite allow for longer distances, but I definitely let it hold me back from, you know, even going places that were a little bit closer. And I wish that it didn't. Um, I wish that I would have gotten more miles in when I was first starting to ride because I've learned so much from getting those miles in. Yeah, sure. But at least you're doing it now anyway. And you're an amazing yeah. rider and, and you know, inspiring other people to do it and showing them how it's done. It's It's honestly amazing. You're really inspirational. I love it. Oh, thank you. Of course. No worries. Well, thank you so much for coming on my podcast today. It's been really great getting to know you better and hearing your stories. It's been great chatting with you too. This has been fun. Thank you for listening or watching this episode of Biker Chick Chat. If you did enjoy this episode, please don't forget to give it a thumbs up, like, subscribe, follow, all that jazz. I hope you enjoyed Sherry's stories as much as I did today. If you'd like to see more from us, please don't forget to check us out on socials. I'll add everything in the description below. And I'll look forward to seeing you on the next one.